everyone, welcome back to the Shape Through Fate podcast. Today's episode, you're not going to get any uh, music because I stupidly downloaded the audio in the wrong sample rate. So, if I change that, everything sounds like it was done by the chipmunks. It's probably a way of doing it, but I can't be asked to find out how. So yeah, quality's alright. Bit of a nightmare audio situation in the fact that for the first maybe 10 minutes of this podcast, you'll notice my microphone's a different one because I forgot to start recording because I'm an absolute amateur. Anyway, today's chat is with Joe and Glenn from Penelope Tree. Yeah, we had a lovely chat and I hope you enjoy it. It's a bit of a long one today, so grab yourself something to drink. Speak to you next week. I suppose, yeah, here's the intro then. Shape Through Fake Podcast. Today I am joined by Glenn and Joe, who are in the band Penelope Tree. Gentlemen, how are we doing? I'm good, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright. See the seamless change there? Like... Now that's fantastic. Great. Yeah, I feel really, really nervous all of a sudden. <laughs> oh, you don't need to be. Don't worry. You don't need to. Obviously, I can't even fucking talk. You don't need to be nervous. <laughs> See, it's, there's me saying don't be nervous, and I can barely get a sentence out. So, uh, <laughs> how have we been during lockdown? I don't know if you boys want to talk at the same time, or who's older out of you two? Joe, let him go first. Yeah. I'm the old okay, man. Okay, so should we do that then? Question, and then Joe answers. Glenn answers. And it will be that, a nice civilised roundtable discussion almost. That probably Sounds makes good. the most sense. <laughs> it makes it easier for me as well because I don't have to edit people talking over each other. Yeah, fair point. So, have you been during lockdown then? Yeah, not too bad. Keeping busy. It's um, the first one. I think the second one actually was probably the hardest like because it was kind of again and again. And then yeah. the third one was just kind of like, oh my God, I'm so done with this now. <laughs> I know that feeling. Yeah, Ooh, I think I think the uh, the first one was my favourite. I absolutely loved it. <laughs> then uh, the the Christmas one was the one that got me, just where everything went into winter and suddenly you couldn't go outside. Yeah, and there was tear levels, and I was worried Boris was going to be circling in a helicopter, sniping people that left their home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at some points it was like, is this actually a movie? Like. I'm going to go to different zones and there'll be tents set up so you can't come in here because it's tier three or whatever. Like, it felt really weird at some points. Yeah, no, it's really funny because I just jumped on our Discord chat, the band chat. We don't use it very often. And obviously, because we're recording this, I jumped in and I was looking through our old messages and there's just so many times me and Joe have been like, well, I'm sure it'll be fine by April and we'll be ready for that festival in May. <laughs> yeah, right. There was so, I think there was so much. It was like, you know, it'll all be over by summer, and it would, it'll all be, you know, it will be this, it'll all be that, and then it just, it's just dragged on and on and on. Oh, I know. Like when I broke up from work, a job that I'm no longer at because COVID got that out of the way. There we go. There's a sab out of the way. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, like I was like, oh, it's fine. We'll have like maybe four weeks at home. It'll be great. We'll get paid for it, and then we're back to normal. And like six months later, it's like, oh, we're still not back in. It's mental. It is crazy. It's done my songwriting a world of good though. We've got so much yeah. material to sit on. <laughs> we'll, we'll, I mean, we'll get onto that. I, I'm going to mention what I would class as the elephant in the room, Glenn, because I know you're a Chelsea fan. Oh, huge Chelsea fan. I'm currently missing the Leicester game to record this. Are you? Yes. <laughs> oh, you should have said, mate. That's how dedicated I am to this. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> that. I was going to mention the FA Cup, but I won't because you've just mentioned that now, so... As you're giving up the Chelsea game, we'll leave the FA Cup where it is. Did, did you <laughs> see my Instagram? <laughs> I, I, I flicked through it, yeah. 
Oh, mate, I was actually recording live when the Chelsea goal was disallowed, and it was heartbreaking. <laughs> it just was. <worked. laughs> it's like one of those moments that will just go viral for, like, oh, no, these poor Chelsea fans. Well, the worst thing was my girlfriend, um, because the FA Cup final was on, left the house for the day. She went to go see her friends for a coffee, like, tried to stay out the house as much as possible. Sod's law, she walks in just as that, like, VAR screen comes up. Oh, no. The goal's disallowed. She walks in, like, how's your day? And I'm just swearing blindly. TV. <laughs> 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 the thing yeah. is, knowing both of them, I could picture how this played out as well, and it would have been beautiful. <laughs> See, I don't know why I'm bringing that up, because I'm not a Leicester fan. Like, the FA Cup meant absolutely nothing to me, because I'm a Cambridge fan, and we went out in, like, the first round, so. What? I, just, I mean... I, I, According to Twitter, after that game, everyone's a Leicester fan. <laughs> if you're not a Chelsea fan, suddenly it's everyone supports point. Leicester. <laughs> yeah, right. It's a very good point. Uh, yeah, so let's segue into the the band then. So talk to me about how Penelope Tree came about, because I know of you guys because I'm friends with Luke, who was your drummer. And yes. But wh- what got you up to that point? Like, was it... Uh, Oh, we're all a bunch of mates that's going to make a band, or was it different no. members joined no, at different times? Or so talk Bit to me about one. how it came together. Well, give it, give me right. the long, give me the Lord of the Rings version. Let's go, let's it go was, long. It was, it, was, it, was, it was, it was a really weird, like convoluted story because like me and Glenn kind of met to join my band. Good and sight. We yeah, we like messaged a bunch and like went out for a drink to like introduce to each other and stuff like that and just kind of have that chat and then nothing really happened for about a year but we didn't really just didn't really speak for like a year yeah and i, I was Good in a band with, yeah i was in a band with luke at the time um because I, I worked with luke at our old job and we're completely separate band completely different singer and we needed another guitarist and I sort of dropped Glenn a message and I was like, oh, you know, I know that you're doing this other stuff, but I wondered if you fancied coming and uh, and playing with my band for, you know, to see how that goes. Um, so he did. He came down. We had a little practice and then the singer left after that practice. It wasn't uh, me. He, f- he felt threatened by you, Glenn, see? You showed up. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah, Even no, worse. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. Was, she was. She just decided she didn't want to do music anymore, which was completely fair. And then, obviously, because Glenn had this other project, the like acoustic project that he was working on, we just yeah, kind of went, well. Should explain that bit first. Is oh, so. Yeah, yeah. So the name Penelope Tree. Um, basically, my dad had a band in the eighties, and they were called Penelope Tree, named after a sixties model. And uh, okay. so I started a folk project when I was at uni. Um, and just kept the name because I really liked it. And then that then just carried over to this band when I like joined Joe and that lot. So it's just followed me. Yeah, I did wonder where the name came from because it's not, it's not like a, your typical band name, if that makes any sense. Like it's not something you'd hear. I mean, you wouldn't hear it other than you guys, but it's not something you'd hear like very often. Yeah, Penelope bit... Tree was a bit like, oh, okay, I wonder where that's come from. I've always thought the most similar thing that it sounds to is a bit like Tiger's Jaw. It's yeah. just that sort yeah. of two words. Nobody really knows what it means, but it's a name. That's the strangest thing about it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was very much one of those like it kind of it was a little bit of like one of those stars align moments because we were just like, oh well, I've I'm in I'm now a guitarist with a drummer, 
that doesn't have a singer or another guitarist. You're a guitarist and singer with a bunch of songs written and don't have a drummer or another guitarist. So shall we just... Let's hook up. I mean, yeah, up. right. <laughs> so was it a similar genre that you're playing now or was it oh well we want to go in a different direction and like we so how did that work heavily emo at the start oh yeah nothing wrong yeah. with that love that yeah like we were proper brand new meets hawthorne heights-esque <laughs> yeah it was very dark much darker than it is now okay we're talking six minutes like to be fair I quite like the sound of it. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Cool. Yeah, Did any of those songs make it onto the the um, the scene you create, or was it the scene you create completely separate from them? No. So basically, what happened was we got to this point where I was writing new stuff, and obviously Luke was in the band now as well with me, and Luke was a lot more pop punk inspired. Um, yeah. Where I was coming at from this emo angle, and I really got into the Wonder Years around this time. So I was like, I'm going to start writing this pop-punk stuff. Shall we just scrap all the emo stuff, call it phase one or whatever, and we'll just start again? And we wrote Stanic Lakes. Right. And that was like the 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 song that kicked off what Penelope Tree is now. Okay. So yeah, so that, that was really good because once we got that out of the way, it was just a bit of an yeah. anthem to show what the band is. So Before... when, when did uh, Jamie come in? I was gonna say the, the story of Jamie Jordan is just something beautiful. Like, cool, hit hit me with it. So, again, it started through join my band. Nice, um, Jamie. So I put an ad out saying we're looking for bassists, and uh, I got three replies, and we were like, we're gonna audition all of them. Um, so, <laughs> firstly, Jamie's the only one out of the three that doesn't turn up to the audition. No explanation. <laughs> It <laughs> just doesn't turn up. So, unfortunately, we ruled the other two guys out for various reasons. Won't go into it. Um, but then about two months later, I went out on a club night at our student union. And uh, I'm in the, uh, like, smoking area, having a beer, just chatting to this group of guys. And one of them goes, oh, we're talking about, um, like, bands and stuff. And one of them goes, oh, I'm actually a bassist looking to join a band at the minute. And I was like, oh, mate, that's great. We're actually looking for a bassist. What's your name? And he was like, oh, Jamie Harris. And I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't you supposed to, uh, like, turn up and meet us two months ago? <laughs> and he, he oh, quite fuck. rightly said, sorry, I'm a little bit late, but if you want to do it again. <laughs> and that was it. And wow. Was like, yeah. So was Jamie... there, like, an awkward, like, when he told you his name, were you like, I don't want to let on that I know who you are? No, I was, was so it... drunk. Oh, okay, cool. That yeah, probably helps. That filter. Glenn doesn't yeah. that filter. <laughs> yeah, because I can just pick, if there was no alcohol, I can just picture this like, mm, I want to say something, but I don't want to let on that I know who you are. <laughs> well, he says to this day that he clicked before I did. So I think he had that awkward moment for about 15 minutes yeah. before I just and said he's, it. And he's the guy that didn't show up. So it's even worse for him. He's like, oh, bollocks. What excuse am I going to give him? It was yeah. fair enough, though. It was kind of a click moment, though. Like, once we all met him and he got into the room and stuff, it was kind of a little bit of a, that's the guy. Yeah, and he's it's been nice when it just vibes. Ever since. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah. I mean, you've always got to have that one member, haven't you? Yes. Like, oh, yeah. There's always the one guy. Um, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, it's nice when you get into a room and, and you vibe, though, because I think, I mean, 
as you guys alluded to with two of your bass players, I mean, we've had drummers after drummers that show up and you're just sat there in the rehearsal room like, what the fuck is this guy doing? Yeah. And yeah. it just doesn't, it, you know from the off it doesn't work. Yeah. It's like, well, we're here for four hours, so... Oh, no, it worked well for us, though. I mean, like, seriously, the first year we were in the band, hands down, these guys became my best friends. And, yeah. like, we, we were inseparable. And that, that was one of the hardest things about Luke leaving was it was because it was all about him moving away. Like, he was back down yeah. in Bournemouth. Um, and at that point, none of us were financially able to, like, make that work with gigging and things. Um, so that was one of the hardest things. So we had to lose a friend, and then we got Chris in, which was yeah. great. And it's it's changed the sound of the band a little bit in terms of he's a lot more sort of vocally astute, right? Um, but whereas Luke's like one of the best drummers I've ever met uh, slash played he, with. Yeah, yeah, like I I knew him through school when he was like maybe ten, maybe eleven, something like that, and he was just constantly like everything was drums you're like oh there's a guy practicing it yeah, like, in the music room it's like i know exactly who that's gonna be <laughs> like he he was so on it and he's quality on the drums he's, yeah. he's so, so he's got, good he's so tight and it's um and he's got such chops as well and it's like glenn says it's like it's not like it's just completely different with chris like yeah it's yeah. just it's just we think about things differently the songs kind of come together differently like it's not a good or a bad thing. It's just it is like kind different. of the yeah. It's different, and it's and that's always cool as a musician, right? When you're writing stuff, and suddenly you yeah. start thinking about stuff in a different way and approaching things from a different angle. Yeah, I think it's good as well because if it was like a a carbon copy almost, like you were trying to replace a Luke with a Luke, it's like we well, you, you're not going to get a, a Luke because he's already left the band. So it's nice that you've now got. A guy that's bringing in different ideas, different dynamics and yeah. ideas and stuff. So that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, I mean, completely different. Luke is like such a perfectionist, and like he works really hard to, to get good at his instrument. And and Chris just comes from a much more emotive place, and he's passionate about what he does, and he wants the best sound. And it's it's a completely different way to approach things. I'd say it's slightly more creative with Chris, but yeah, it's it's, it's interesting to see how different people affect that dynamic. Yeah, yeah, definitely. absolutely. So the scene you create then, 2016, that came about soon after the band was formed, or I mean, so soon after everyone was in. I mean, cause like you say, the band you met, and then a year later, you'd not spoken to each other and, and all that. <laughs> yeah. So when, like, what year was it? Right, we're officially like, official. Oh, I can't fucking talk again. What year <laughs> is it? You were officially. I'll have to edit that out because I mean, I'm just gonna sound like an idiot. What year were you officially Penelope Tree? 2015? 15. So we yeah. went into the studio in November 2015 to do the first, okay. to do Scenes You Create. And then being naive and not really understanding what was going to have to go into a record after you'd just done the <laughs> initial recording, that that stung us a little bit. Things like artwork and... Uh, yeah. Sort of just making sure the mixes are right took us so long, and we haven't got any right. better at it. <laughs> I mean, I mean that like yeah, Ian who Ian Sadler who we recorded um, both of the first two EPs with has put up with us just kind of being naive and kind of grow, like let us grow a little bit through him because he's he's always been very taking the time to like help us get 
happy with everything and you know work yeah, with yeah. us to get the best product at the end of it so did you find it was easier the second time around very different challenges i think the second time around it was um so the first time around obviously was that kind of naivety of you know like we wanted to we wanted to try and make sure everything went out and they got stung by like artwork and getting cds made and you know just kind of trying to make sure that it hit in the right way the yeah. second time we kind of felt like we were a little bit more ready for that i think but then kind of other issues came up um like you know because the same issues actually came up as well with like trying to get new merch and stuff like that and not realizing how long that would take and the timing of how it worked as well like luke had gone off to australia for a little while as well um just after we recorded the second dp and we kind yeah. of then were just sat on it waiting like re ready for him right, to come yeah, back yeah. um and it was just it was just kind of like one of those that life kind of happened <laughs> i think is the yeah. best because obviously luke came back and moved back down to bournemouth so we were like well, we want to do this right like we recorded these songs that we're really proud of we want to do it right we don't just want to stick it out on spotify and do nothing with it so we wanted to wait until we could do it right and then just kind of life happened a little bit yeah yeah so that's at times we sat in silence isn't it yeah that's yeah. that ep yeah. go on glenn what were you saying 2016 I said 2016 sounds like so long ago doesn't it like it, it really does. does yeah i don't like saying years because like it makes everyone like even if you say oh, it's 2019 that's still two years ago yeah <laughs> it, it feels like 10 but it's only two yeah, I mean, it's weird when you think back on writing the songs and everything. I mean, Restless, like, that feels like I was writing it, like, six months ago. <laughs> I know. So let's get into So how's the writing process work with you guys? Because I know, obviously, bands work in different ways. You might have a main writer. You might all get in a room and jam. You might have, right, I've got this idea, and you build it up from, from that. Like, what works best for you? So or I have you found to... that yet? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I write the what I'd call the foundation of the songs. So I'm a big okay. believer in Guitar Pro <laughs> as an app. Okay. Um, so I do everything in Guitar Pro and then essentially bring it to the guys and say, this is the essence of the song. Yep. Um, take it, adapt it, amend it, whatever you want to do with it. Play around with it. As long as it's still got those sort of the foundation notes and just like the same sort of feel then I'm happy, but let's get together and iron it out. And then the guys tend to chop and change everything. We have some that are like note for note, pretty much what I wrote at the start. And then some like Restless, which changed dramatically. I think only the intro is the same. Yeah, it was a okay. massive change. I, I've never met somebody that writes on Guitar Pro, so that's a first. Yeah, <laughs> not, yeah. Not had any of us <laughs> until we met Glenn. <laughs> I mean, Joe, vouch me. I'm I'm a speed demon on that thing. Oh, like, honestly, so like, that's like the tab software, isn't it? Is yeah, that, yeah, okay. Because I, when you said guitar pro, I was thinking, I've heard of like Amplitube and and like, I was thinking it was a plugin, but I'm like, oh no, it's actually the uh, the tab software. Okay. Uh, there, there was a. I remember because me and Glenn lived together for a little while. Um, and I distinctly remember there was once we were sat in our living room and I sort of came up with this idea for a song and we were trying to like flesh out this song together. I don't think this one ever saw the light of day, but we started like trying to flesh out this song and Glenn sort of had his laptop in front of him and was like, oh yeah, I'll just sort of like work on the guitar pro while we were like working on it. And it was just, it was a thing of beauty to watch how quickly he <laughs> works on it. It's, I've never seen anyone move that quickly on guitar pro. 
I'm intrigued to see this. You know, next time, I mean, we're <laughs> inevitably going to play shows again. Next time, I want to see the uh, the Guitar Pro at work. Oh, I like, can do that. You play your song, I'll tab it up while you're doing your set. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be sick. If you want a nice MIDI version of any of your tracks, <laughs> you let me know. That, that, yeah. is what, that is always the funniest thing, though, because when you listen to the MIDI, like especially like as it comes out of guitar pro it's like yeah it's like it's it's quite it's so funny to hear what it is and like the amount Mm. of times where like i'm probably the worst one for it to be fair i'll listen to the midi and i'll be like i don't don't know about that i'm not sure and then we'll get into a practice room and play it and i'll be like this song fucking slaps (laughs) yeah yeah i can imagine although saying that if it was like 15 years prior to the day we are today Think of all the polyphonic ringtones you boys would be selling. Well, that's oh, where it started, mate. Because that, uh, that would be it, wouldn't it? You'd be yeah. in the market for the old, uh, you know. Yeah. We'd have we, the, just, uh... we just want to be a Nokia 3310. That's, that's all we're going for. <laughs> Trying to get that niche market. You should market. definitely release it. Next time you do, uh, <laughs> you do gaming streaming, Joe, you should just play in the background all the Guitar Pro tracks and just see if anyone notices. To be fair, <laughs> I could... That could go for hours. The amount I've got from like where we've been writing and stuff. Or so do you, de- do you demo vocals over the guitar no. pro stuff, or w- when do the vocals come in? Is that so just I write practice? them like right. on my own to the guitar pro stuff. So I've heard the midis probably like fifty times over by the time the guys yeah. hear them. So I sing over the top, and then basically I just record the first session once we got the song down as like a live demo. Yeah, um, and then Joe goes away, and well, I'll let Joe talk you through his demoing process. So this is where it comes out of Guitar Pro, is it then? So yeah. you, it's been in Guitar Pro, you've been in the rehearsal room. Yeah, over to Joe. What happens next? Um, it 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 kind of depends on how much time we've got. Like if we're sort of like right down to the wire, it tends to be like I'll just set up some mics in the rehearsal room. And then we'll just kind of get like, or like in the past I've done it where we've done like proper outs from the um, from the desk and everything and got like a proper live multi-track. Um, other times I'll basically relearn all the parts and then program the drums and then demo over the top of the drums. It kind of depends on which way around on how much time we've got. Yeah, That's fair um, enough. Some of the some of the more recent demos that we've worked on in lockdown have been literally me and me and Chris kind of after we've fleshed it out a little bit, sort of back and forth in. Um, like I just literally sat there with Chris on Zoom with him on his electric kit and him kind of telling me what he was playing and me just going through and putting in all the MIDI dots on uh, on Logic. Oh, you yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd like you should definitely release some of that just in like a. <laughs> A B sides and rarities thing, and you it's can all have, you at can... the back of OK Magazine on the last page. You have to text <laughs> like a three-digit code, yeah, it, yeah. and it costs you a fiver, but you get. The... <laughs> yeah, you can have your B sides and rarities. Here's all the guitar pro stuff. Here's the uh, the painstakingly punched in MIDI drumming. Yeah, oh, it's funny you say that. We're we're working on two tracks at the minute, and. Uh, as we finished the mastering process, I just sent the guys the original recording that I took on my phone because obviously there's been this massive gap where COVID's happened. So that process has been much longer than normal to get from start to finish. 
Yeah. So I was just like, we should just release this with it as a B side, just like the original yeah. live phone recording. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's, it might might go that way. I think it'd be pretty. You'd probably get some people that are like it's the kind of thing that I can imagine like diehard fans of a band would be like listen to this and it's just and they're like yeah that's the demo that i took while i was sneaking in backstage and it's like oh there's definitely there's gonna be a market for it i'm sure yeah i mean a lot of bands i think i was listening to the re-release of um welcome to the black parade and there's a bunch of like phone recordings on 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 that from like when they were writing i think it's a musician thing like if you play in a band and you've ever put your phone under like a cymbal bag or something in a <laughs> yeah. rehearsal space, musicians are tuned in and they'll be like, that's a fucking good song. Like you can pick out everything <laughs> yeah. and then you play it to someone. They're like, what the fuck is this? It just <laughs> sounds like noise. Like, <laughs> so yeah. maybe it's, yeah, it's just a musician thing. I think. Yeah, I think, <laughs> I think the two things you find on a musician's phone in their voice notes are either that and like this super loud practice room recording or what I've got a lot of on my phone, which is where I've been out and about, and I'm like sat on a bus, and I'm like, oh, that's a good riff. Yep. Do, 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 do. And like just yeah. singing into my phone quietly, trying not yeah. to look like a crazy person. Uh, so many of them. And then do you like, because I always find like I've got so many, and I never go back for them. Yeah. Like a lot of them are like, I'll, it's just me whispering like a melody for about five <laughs> seconds and that's it. Like if someone got my phone, they'd be like, this guy's a fucking serial killer. Like I'm sure. <laughs> like, like I'm just whispering my hits. Like, uh. <laughs> anyway, back yeah. to music and less about me, <laughs> less about me being a killer. So before we move on into the future of Penelope tree, if in fact, so I was, I've picked out three songs that I think everyone should listen to from you guys on the two EPs. Okay. Um, no. So, I I mean, you you guys can give your opinion, but, you know, I would go for on... Don't be offended if I've not picked your favourite song, by the way, because this right. is just <laughs> subjective. Cool. So, off the senior career, I would go for The Way You Fall Asleep. Ooh. Because yeah. the... I think the first thing Luke ever showed me about Penelope Tree was that live video you did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Session, yeah. And it's yeah, it just stuck. So that's the one that I would go for. I, to, I mean, that's always what, been my favourite of the first EP. It's is interesting. It? Yeah, yeah. It's it's strange because Stanic and uh, Restless were the two that really sort of picked up traction. Yeah, and yeah. like that's the ones that people sing along to. Um, but the way you fall asleep has always meant more to me as a song. About you, Joe. What's your favourite on that EP? Oh, my favourite on that EP. Um... Do you know what? Mine might be the way you fall asleep as well. Uh, I think okay. there's like the, that that song. Like it's kind of really where I got to play with sort of some cool guitar tones and stuff when we were in the studio. And quite a lot of it changed when we were in the studio, and it just kind of came together. And I think that's yeah, that one's probably the one that always stuck out to me as yeah, this song. Oh, on a side think... note, we once had yeah. to sit in a practice room for about an hour and a half, me and Joe did absolutely nothing. While Jamie, you know, the, oh, I don't know if you know, the second verse has got this bass riff where it's like, boom, 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 And while he's doing that, Luke's doing like cymbal catches. And it's got okay. this like really fiddly drum bit. So me and Joe just had to sit there for like an hour and a half while them two just tried <laughs> to lock this thing down. 
And uh, yeah, ever since then, it's fond memories of that song. Yeah. I think what helps that, and it might go back to Luke showing me the live video, is if you hear it live, songs take on a completely different energy. Oh, so the fact that I'd heard that live, when I heard it recorded, I was like, well, I like this song because I like it live. So I'm going to like it recorded. For sure. We've picked up so many more fans once they've heard us live. Um, especially with, uh, do you know, Upstairs off the second EP. It's the one slow I, song I, we I, do. I, don't worry, because I was going to move on to that EP. <laughs> okay, and that's a okay. great, that is it, no, that's a great segue. <laughs> so at times we sat in silence. The first one I had on was Upstairs. Right. So because this... I, I do like a sad song and that definitely ticks the boxes for sad song. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's, um, I count how many people I've made cry live with songs. So we're at four at the minute. So... Nice. <laughs> that we know so, of. That we yeah, know of. That yeah. we know of. Yeah. They'll come up to us after and said, oh, I was in tears or I've had to leave the room and things like that. Um, it is a sad song. It was written for my cousin who sadly died when he was 24. Um, it, it was quite a while back and it was really strange because I was 16 at the time and it's that age when you just don't you haven't really encountered death yet yeah yeah um, and it, it was it was about all the things that you don't think about when someone dies like you will never get another text from them and the advice they give you sort of means more and all that sort of stuff yeah um, and, and and the thing is as well when it's in a family especially something like a cousin, you find that everyone else is mourning and they're quite connected to it. Whereas if you're just like a teenage cousin, it's like, I need my own way to mourn outside of my family. We were friends. We were a similar age. Like, he's a bit of a role model to me. Right. So that, that's what that song's all about. And uh, yeah, I, I think it just connects really well. Massively. I always find as well, like, while songs often tell stories, they're like, the more personal ones, especially so if the singer is responsible for writing the lyrics and the story means something to the singer, a hundred percent you can tell the authenticity when he's singing it. Yeah, like if you sure. were singing a go through like run of the mill song about whatever, it will resonate with people, but not in the same way. So I think for that's sure. probably why upstairs hits with people so yeah. much. Because as you say, I mean, I didn't know the story behind it. I mean, you could take a guess, but. Um, yeah, so it just that one hits, and I had running laps as well. <laughs> yeah, so running, yeah, that's, so that's like the completely other end of what we do. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a diverse EP. <laughs> <laughs> so, if let's put it this way so if you boys had to pick one song, so people have never heard Penelope Tree before, right? Each of you pick one song that you think, right, if if I've got to sell Penelope Tree in a song, what am I giving them? So mine's normally um, like it was leaving. Okay. Because I think that's kind of got the range of Penelope Tree in it. It's got the kind of fast, the fast paced, sort of punchy bits, but then it's got a little bit of the softer side as well. Um, and a, so that, a big sing along line at the beginning. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, so that tends to, and that tends to be my my go to okay. if I'm showing someone Penelope Tree. Nice, Glenn. Mine would be uh, Ghosts Have No Jurisdiction Here, which is the closer from that EP. Um, yeah. I always say, if, if I could tell someone how to listen to us, I'd be like, go on Lyric Genius and get the lyrics up and just listen to that song. Because I think, I, I mean, personally, I pride myself on being a songwriter more than I do a musician or a singer. Right. Um, 
And that song for me was like all about that point when you leave home and your friends start to move on with their lives and you're not there to see it and everything's sort of going on. You feel like you're going through the motions while you're missing everything. Yeah. Um, and there's there's lots of lyrics that I really like in that song. So I'd tell someone to listen to that and just read the lyrics along with it. I might do that. I mean, I've heard the song a lot, but I've never actually read the lyrics. So I might do that when we finish this up. But I'm glad that you mentioned the lyrics, though, because as a, a, a like a lyricist singer myself, I love the fact that you can put a set of lyrics in front of people and, like, no doubt somebody's going to find something written between the lines that you didn't intend to put there. And, like, people <laughs> will dissect them. Because I do it, and I'll go through and be like, he must be talking about this, or this is what it means to me. And it's great that, like, you'll put it out there, and this four minutes suddenly takes on, like, a whole new meaning to a hundred different people. Like... That's absolutely like that's probably the most rewarding thing about putting music out. I find yeah, is when people yeah. they'll come up and say, "Oh, this song meant this to me." It's like it's not what I wrote it for, but that's great. <laughs> like <laughs> I don't know if you guys have found that because I mean, you, you you seem to be a lot more emotional than not. I mean, not as people, but as <laughs> as musicians and and the <laughs> the music you put out, it like is a lot more emotionally driven than the stuff that Erica Drive put out. So I I guess that it's going to resonate on an emotional level with different people. I'm rambling here, but I think I know. maybe <laughs> yeah. I think you got the gist of what I meant. Yeah. I think that's something we've always kind of prided ourselves on and, and really tried to stay true to is that kind of emotive. Catharsism. Yeah. The sort of emotive catharsism and also the uh, relatability, relatability. Is that a word? I it's close enough to a word. I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. Like but people being able to relate to our songs and, yeah, I mean, it's. I mean, we've had conversations, what you were just saying there, Matt, about the, you know, people reading your songs and then kind of going, oh, yeah, th- this hit me because of this. And you're sat there going, oh, it's not what I... Like, the amount of times <laughs> me and Glenn have had that exact conversation, they'll be like, oh, yeah, this song really hit for this. And he's like, it's not what I wrote it for, but... Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's fine. Whatever anyone wants to interpret it as, that's, that's absolutely fine with me. I mean, I'm a big fan of, like, trying to get hooks in that sort of relate to a lot of things like the i'm not sure if i'm worth saving at the start of like it was leaving yeah like i feel like a lot of people have had a feeling that that could relate to where you start to have that self-doubt and things like that and then the rest of the time we're all dick jokes and talking about god knows what monsters and yeah i I think that's probably the same like obviously you get the pop punk bands that are all dick jokes and whatever even in their songs but then you'll get the bands and i think erica driver well i'd like to think we're like that like you'll you'll talk to us and we'll be cracking jokes and dicking about whatever and then you hear the songs and it's like well they're sad for sure (laughs) i think that's the scene that is that's what's special about this scene though like i i've toured with enough people now to know that everyone's got this sort of facade (laughs) Where yeah. Everyone yeah. wants to be macho and like, oh, I'm in a band. I'm in a fucking band. And then yeah. they get on stage and they're like, but why? Yeah. <laughs> why, did you, why did you leave? Yeah. Oh, completely. Like, du- I think during lockdown, I got so bored, I put out an eight track EP of like the saddest songs I've ever written. Really? <laughs> like, why have I not heard this? <laughs> I'll, I'll send you a link to it. I put it out under my own name. It's not an Erica That's Drive funny. one. It right. is horrendously sad <laughs> like i put it on i've I made someone at work put it on and they're like i got like a track and a half in i was like i can't fucking listen to any more of that 
I was like, I haven't heard from him since. Yeah, is that is that is that because it's sad or because you think it's shit? (laughs) So we were talking before you. I don't know. I can't remember whether you were in for this bit or not, Joe. But it was definitely before we hit the record button. We were talking about you boys at the ranch doing some new stuff. So let's move away from the past EPs and let's have a look at what's going to go on in the future. So, well, I saw, I, I mean, I've got the name written down. It's Smash. That's Smash. Fuck me. <laughs> I can't. I'm literally, I'm looking at the word and I can't say it. Yeah, we've joined Smash Mouth, the band. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we, we all do uh, that. It's even really neatly written as well. And I've highlighted it. I was like, fuck's sake. <laughs> It's no wonder, like, I try and read out loud for my children, and it's like, I'll be, I'll, I'll read hard, I don't know what this has got to do with you joining Smash Mouse Records, but, so I'll get halfway through a line and be like, I've messed that up, I'll have to do it again. <laughs> yeah, classic. Yeah, when a three-year-old's better at reading than I am. So, Smash Mouse Records, <laughs> got yes. it out that time. Yes, absolutely. That's, what, how did that come around? Because th- did that come around 2020? Oh, oh, well, 2021 at the minute, aren't we? So that yes. came around 2020? That, that was 2021. Um, oh, was it? Okay. Yeah, that was... Yeah, how'd um, that come about? That was... So we kind of, like... It's a bit of a weird circle. Like, because we, we were obviously really good friends with these five years who are Cardiff-based. Yeah. Um, and Smash Mouse are Cardiff-based as well. So we kind of were vaguely in the circle of people who were involved in Smash Mouse and we they sort of said that they were looking for bands and we sent them a sent them in a, in a in a message sort of saying yeah we're interested like can we have a chat and we sort of had a chat with them and it was it just kind of felt quite natural and the the sort of ethos of the label is very much kind of close to our hearts like the sort of the DIY community aspect like you know, yeah. it's not it's not all about everyone getting on top. It's all about helping each other, and all about doing what you can for each for like our friends on the label. And that's something we've always yeah. tried to do within ourselves, anyway. So, are they? I guess they're putting out the new EP. Are they? Well, uh, if you don't. if you're not allowed to talk <laughs> about it, don't talk about it. Well, we can't just, talk I'm too a... much about it, but I mean, we we haven't even decided what we're going to release yet. I mean, we've recorded these songs okay. and we're uh, sort of just, well, we got the mixes back. We're going to release a single, I know that, okay. um, yeah. and possibly a second single. <laughs> so for anyone want... for anyone listening, there is new Penelope Tree on the way, is oh, what yes. we can reveal oh, from yeah. that. Yeah, Okay. absolutely. And how how does this stuff, without giving away stuff you're not allowed to give away, how does this stuff compare to anything you've released previously? Oh, I think Ooh, it's a... uh, next. It's... It... Oh, I'll let you go, Joe. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just going to say, it's definitely it's definitely different um, because this is the first stuff we've recorded with Chris as well. So right. it's really good to get what we've experienced in the rehearsal room and out live yep. onto a Penelope Tree record. Um, but yeah, it's it's... You'll definitely, it'll definitely will feel like a new chapter of Penelope Tree. I think. Yeah. Nice. So I not... feel like I hit you with a bit of a bit of a curveball there. <laughs> it was it wasn't meant to stump you. I was just, like, I was just curious. I feel like we should have been more prepared for it than we are. But no, yeah. no, no. Because I like that. I like that. We'll, we'll get the off the cuff stuff, and then uh, yeah, 
it's, it's one of those where I think it, it shows growth that it's not. The, the strange thing is, obviously, we started recording it last March, as in March 2020. Right. So we finished up in the studio the weekend before lockdown. I hadn't fully finished everything. Um, as I mentioned to you before we started recording, uh, me and Chris went back in and did all the vocals this April. So it's strange because it feels like we've sat on these tracks for almost two years. If you start right back from the writing process. Um, yeah. So these were the first things we worked on with Chris. The first things we worked on that was new after we released um, at times we sat in silence. So it's it's not too far away from that. Um, it, it's still linked, but it's definitely bigger. Um, yeah. And there's a bit more of an anthemic feel to them. Nice. Yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing it. So is there a, give me a tentative release year. I won't press you for anything more than that. Oh, it'd be this year. Oh, yeah. This year? <laughs> well, I say okay. that. We always say <laughs> that three years, but it'll be this yes. year. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. I, I won't, I mean, we won't nail in on a date now because who knows but so this year that'll be the single this year or yes the, the second single, single this year as well uh we don't know that we haven't even discussed that yeah <laughs> the, first, the, first, the, first, the first single will definitely be this year and we okay. will obviously be posting everywhere on all the socials go on, plug, plug the socials joe plug them plug them go on oh god what are they uh yeah no, we'll, at penelope tree uk there you there go that's I'll put you it. Covered, mate. <laughs> i just had that moment where i was just like yeah. I'm on the spot now, I've forgotten. <laughs> That's the one thing I've written down that I can read. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I set half of them up. <laughs> yeah. it's, I'm the same. Like With uh, Shape Through Fate, I've got three different socials and I just give a link tree now. I'm like, I don't, I don't know them. <laughs> it's either at Shape Through Fate or you're going to have to go and find it on other stuff. Just oh, search Shape Through Fate and you'll tree. find it. We had yeah. a really funny thing with Linktree where um, we hired a PR agency. I won't go into details about them, but essentially after we were done with our run, somehow they managed to update the Linktree to a new band. So <laughs> I think I saw that. because I, I, I clicked on your, um, at times you sat in silence. Like you just used the first letter of each. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and I clicked on that, and it was like some rapper guy or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah so all of our socials were just sending people to this rap <laughs> for like a month. Fair yeah, enough. He was noticing. I mean, I hope he's doing well, whatever is going on with him. <laughs> Good yeah. luck to him. I just don't understand. He must be either his name, his like stage name must be A-T-W-S-I-S. At Twisters. At Twisters, or... He's releasing an EP that's ripping your guy's name off. Yeah, I mean, so. I, fair. I, it might just be that they use the short link when they set oh, up the right. campaign, yeah, yeah. and then yeah. they just change that to their new campaign, and we haven't been smart enough to think, uh, after we finish that, we should probably check all the links that we're running through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I clicked it, because I was like, so... When when I knew you boys were coming on, I was like, I'll go through it and I'll have a look at the socials. I'll try and prepare something. And I clicked on it. I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, <laughs> this, this definitely is not the Penelope tree I was expecting. Like, they've had an absolute rebrand and now they're just like... <laughs> Dropping rap tracks. If, yeah. So, I mean, when this episode goes up, I mean, you boys have got till then to get it sorted. Otherwise, everyone's going to sit. I say everyone, like there's millions of people listening. Whoever uh, listens to this, is it fixed? Have you, you've just done it. Yeah. There we go. 
There no, we no, go. No, it's done. In, I've just gone on to it to double check that it's all right. Okay. It is right. Good. Damage is it right? control. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also, it. Yeah. Nice. Definitely. Live on the. Sh- it was updated live on the podcast. <laughs> <I> like- <laughs> that two minutes was probably the most authentic way to experience what it's like being in Penelope Tree. <laughs> uh, it honestly, nice. Is. Yeah. Thanks for letting me be a part of it. That's all right. It's just constant <laughs> panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just constant low level of panic with occasional like peaks. <laughs> I'm going to ask a really singery question now because oh. I think si- uh, is singery a word? It is now. Yeah. You knew what I said. There's been a few times that's happened now. We're just making up words, but hopefully people know what we're talking about. So do you find, Glenn, so Joe, do you do any, because I know you do singing live. Do you do any singing on the, the recordings? Um, I've done bits what? and pieces across some of them, but it's okay. normally like a random scream in the background or like gang vocals. Right. Well, feel free to chime in on this. So uh, as a vocalist, because obviously in, in the recording studio when you record guitars and bass and that like i get there's there's certain nerves and whatever about doing it but with a singer obviously you've got to convey like the total emotion of the song so do you have anything that you specifically do that gets you in that zone to give the best performance yes and it's funny you should talk about this because this was one of the main reasons we went back and re-recorded the vocals for the new track it's just right. about to come out is because I I rushed them through because we were running out of time in the studio um, and just sang them and it it just didn't sound like a Penelope Tree song it sounded like some alt rock song that you could just pick up anywhere and um, right and I that was my main feedback from the mix I was like my performance just isn't there like okay it's all in tune and whatever so when I went back in I was like look I need to get some emotion out of this um so I'm a big fan of doing things like trying to hit a lot of words without taking too many breaths because things like so you'll hear it on the very first line of the new track um as it goes on you'll hear me start to run out of breath and it's on purpose because it gives that sort of desperation to the words as you start to clench for the last few yeah um and you get that wobble that's very natural and sort of emotive things like i did that with ghosts as well when we recorded that um so it's something I've tried a few times. It's quite good. Um, I don't have anything that's sort of like getting a headspace of being really sad. I don't sit there and think about dying kittens or whatever. But <laughs> I think there's techniques <laughs> that sort of get you into the song. Okay. That's cool. I've, I mean, I've never heard. I mean, I, I assume everyone does it differently. Like my, for me, if I do any more than like three words at a time because of my like laziness, I'm fucked. <laughs> Like, <laughs> we, like so it's it's cool that that's how you do it though i, I, yeah. I like that it doesn't always yeah. work like um there are there are times especially with the more shouty screamy high octave stuff it it just doesn't sit right um yeah but there's, there's times um i'm trying to think of one of the lines in ghosts it's at the end of the second verse and i can Joe, what's the palm muty bit for the second chorus of Ghosts? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Joe, while you think about that, <laughs> so the reason, I, the reason I'm asking from a, like a singer's point of view, because obviously the three of us play guitar, we've recorded guitar, and it's always that if you hit a bum note on the guitar, you're like, ah, fuck, whatever. 
if you go into the vocal booth and your your voice is like isolated, so it's pretty much all people can hear, and you squeak or you make a funny yeah. noise or something, it's so like oh, I've got nowhere to hide now. I can't like everyone mm. has heard like even though your band have heard you do crappy demos, they've heard you do countless takes at practice, and they've heard the the good and the bad. There's still that like almost like I don't don't judge me please don't yeah. judge me and that's um, why i wanted like that's why i want I, it's interesting to see how other singers deal with it because i'm very like almost reserved so i won't push myself that little bit extra because i'm i'm almost worried that the f- the three guys in the room that have heard me squeak and voice is broken and whatever i'm worried that if people hear it they'll think i'm not very good <laughs> Uh, I, I I get what you're saying. I mean, I think I had that the first time we recorded, but I've got to give props to the guys because um, I think myself as well, we're really good at encouraging recording, yeah. no matter what it is. Um, we're all sort of give each other props. And the amount of times Joe's, I've come out and Joe said to me, for example, oh, that was a great take. Well done, man. You should have heard it from where we were sitting, things like that, yeah, um, yeah. which really gives you encouragement. Where I feel that more um, is when we're recording videos. And okay, you, yep. and you have to do that sort of performance where obviously everything else is pretty much mimed or like you're playing a guitar that's not plugged in, but to make sure you get your lip syncing and writing things, if you want to put that performance out, you really got to go for it and just sing. Yeah. So like while this camera's going around you, like uh, the video, like it was leaving for we're all just sat in a massive circle in a room. So I'm sat in this room with 12 people all around me who vaguely know me. Um, who are just sitting there completely normally while I'm just sat on this chair staring at the camera looking, trying to look as emotionally distraught as possible, <laughs> just shouting things like, I'm not sure if I'm worth saving. And, like, I just got to the end of this take and was like, man, that's good. <laughs> yeah, I do. Like, I love it and hate it about being the singer is, like, your, like, awkwardness or, like, your... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, if you make a mistake, you've got nowhere to hide. <laughs> like, <laughs> live, if you forget the words or something, you're like, bugger. Like, on the guitar, you can bum a note and just be like, oh, I'm yeah. out of tune. I must be out of tune. But, like, yeah. Yeah. How are we going on that song, Joe? You got it? Yeah. Was it which was it the um, the old school friends line? No. <laughs> Oh God, I haven't got it. I, I, yeah, I was. Good. I haven't got any more filler uh, conversation there. Hold on, it... I'm thinking of the wrong song. It's like it was leaving in the second uh, verse where it stops. Uh, uh, do you have to pitch frame bit? No, it, it stops, and I'm the only one speaking. And I say, oh God, this is going to bug me. And oh, that's it. It's and I'll forget you. And then I say the words, or at least I'll try to. And I made sure the take that was used was a follow-on from the previous line. Okay. So I've got this whole bit where it's like, and I'll forget you, or at least I'll try to. And you can hear me, like, clutching for the last few okay. breaths. Okay, yeah, yeah. And it gives I it suppose, that yeah. Yeah, so then if you went and did that as, like, a, a take on just the, or at least I'll try to, it would have sounded exactly unnatural almost. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's, I think that's one of the things that I'm a bit of a stickler for. Is, no, I like it. I like the fact you put that much authenticity into it. Because me being, because I'm a perfectionist, so I would have gone in and said, 
I need to redo one word. Like I'm, I'm such a perfectionist, is it? Like for that, yeah. I mean, it, it yeah. might not sound talking to me now because I, I can't even fucking read. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll, you wait, I'll go back over and you'll be like, I'm sure he messed that up and it will be like perfect because I'll go back and edit it. But um, yeah, so I like the fact you put that much authenticity into it. Like, or even just the thought to put that much authenticity into it. Do you know what I mean? Like, so it's... Yeah. yeah, Working with Ian um, down in Whitstable, I think he's really good at trying to understand what you're getting out of the process and what you want to achieve with the songs. Right. Um, And I don't think I'd be as good at things like that if he hadn't sort of coached us through the first recording session and where to make changes. So like, yeah, even like the way things are phrased or changing words and things like that, he's great at chiming in. Um, Neil was the same in the ranch. Um, Okay. We, we, we would tighter on time for that. Um, And it was two EPs later, but the point remains the same. I think you learn from the people you work with over time. And that's just one of the things I've picked up. Yeah, we worked with Neil on our first EP, and like from a, again from a singer's point of view, he's he's so good at getting it out of you. Yeah, like he's he's just got the way about him that he's he's really good at pulling the best out of you. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's the singer question out of the way. Did you want to add <laughs> anything to that, Joe? Or do you um, think Glenn? I think Glenn nailed it. I think Glenn it, pretty fair, much but... nailed it. <laughs> yeah, don't <laughs> cut just that out. Leave that yeah, in. Yeah, you... <laughs> Yeah, you just stand in the room and shout, Joe, it's fine. Uh, pretty much. <laughs> if you want to hear Joe's fine vocal samplings, you can hear them on a night like this. Yeah. Right at the uh, start. No, it's at the um, it's in the middle whip. It's in the bridge. No, it's not. Oh, yes, you can in the middle. I was talking about the uh, the the screen you do right at the start. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so like, m- like most of the screams that we have actually on record are normally like, um, like in a night like this um, are all me normally but if nothing else to save glenn's voice when we're in the studio (laughs) (laughs) so yeah go listen out for that um i think as far as so you've got the the single coming out gig plans or are we waiting to see how everything opens up before we we get into gigs it's it's a weird one because we i mean we're all itching to get back on stage like right like once or twice a week we'll be like talking in our band chat and be like i just want to do stuff <laughs> um and i think we're wary of booking too much yeah and then being let down because it's been such an up and down up and down year it's you know we don't want to book something in and then have to cancel it last minute yeah we sort yeah. of want other bands to test the water first so if uh we're really keen on everyone else to book gigs and we'll follow behind. <laughs> <laughs> so, Glenn, have you seen the Chelsea score? Uh, I haven't. I've, I should have notifications coming off my phone. I know there was a goal disallowed. I I haven't seen it. I'm just asking because I know you said you'd miss it. What no, time did it kick off? It's 0-0, eh? half time. Okay. We're good. Yeah, it's a, it's a music podcast. First thing we talked about was football. <laughs> Uh, don't worry, I could have kept that going for a good two hours if you hadn't stopped me. <laughs> we'll, it's all right. We'll, we'll do another one. We'll do a football one. I'm planning on launching a, a like a non-music Wednesday show. So we'll fantastic, excellent. I got um, a guy coming on it who's an avid Spurs fan, so that will be fun. Oh, I'll we join can, with him. We can talk about all the tra- <laughs> all the stuff they've won. 
So, I mean, unless you guys have got anything else to plug, I've got my uh, my end of chat questions. Uh, I'm we really plugging? excited to be asked about the toilet. So, Oh, shit, yeah. See... <laughs> <laughs> I got Texas. No, because this wasn't a question I was going to... Oh, hang on. My Craig's gone. Two seconds. Let me get him back. Yeah, so... Uh, for any, I've started again now, just in case. <laughs> so, yeah, my uh, recording bot. So that's half of the times I've used him. He's broken now, so... Thanks for making me use Discord, Josh. Ooh. Bastard. So, yeah, I was, <laughs> as I was saying about the toilets, I, I released... Uh, an episode today that didn't mention the toilets and frank the guitar player in oh. erica drive messaged me and he's like i'm gutted you didn't ask about the toilets i was like i didn't realize that was a thing like so uh, i'll be completely honest i've only heard the first episode and <laughs> so, that was my favorite here we part. go then <laughs> joe as your oldest you can answer first yeah. what is the most grim venue toilet you have had to use Oh. I don't think it's naming and shaming because you're not calling... Like, the venue might be amazing, but I'm just on about the toilets. What's the worst venue toilet you've ever had to use? Oh. I think it might be... Or have been. It's not there anymore, sadly. Um, the Sanctuary in Basingstoke, which is a <laughs> great venue. And I've played, I've played there in this band and in my old band and I had great times there. But the toilets, like, I think they just hit that level that they could never get That was get Frank's favourite. That was his, that's exactly what Frank said, <laughs> the sanctuary. <laughs> Go on then, Glenn, hit us with yours. Uh, mine's, mine's a bit of an experience as well as the toilet itself. Okay. And it's the dragonfly in Pontypool. <laughs> yep. In Wales. Yep. <laughs> South Wales. Yeah. Because, so we'd been on a three-day tour in Wales and I'm I'm what would you would call an unconfident okay. pooper, and uh, I like to be in a yeah. comfortable environment. Do you like a door? So um, sorry, the, sorry the, to interrupt you on the the the, the toilet. Story. Do you like right. a door that is a full door? Like I like if I if I'm gonna go, I yes. like a room. So I feel like I'm. I don't want where you can see feet or like I like a full door and preferably solid walls. I'm not a fan of like a tiny little piece of wood between me and the other guy. Just I'm. Um... <laughs> yeah. No. I. I just find that fucking weird. You know when you got the gaps in the door? Yeah, it's like, w- yeah. When if you've already about? got like public toilet anxiety, the last thing you want to see is a guy's feet like <laughs> two foot away from you. Like, <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So, so carry on then, mate. Yeah, you're in Pontypool. You've got you're at the Dragonfly. You've got yeah, slight yeah, poo anxiety so just, going. Um, yeah, yeah. So I have this thing where I have to use toilet wipes, like. That's not even relevant <laughs> to the story. I don't know why he told you that. But anyway, so so the the toilet of the dragonfly is like it sticks out from the building, out into the main car park and the smoking area. I'm trying to. Right? We went there once. I'm trying to so, picture what so, it was like. I was pretty drunk when I was there. I'm trying to think what it was. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, yeah, that's not important. So you go in the car park. It's around the entrance is around the side. You have to out the venue and in another little door to go into this one single <laughs> toilet, right? So not only am I, like, absolutely, like, what I'll call turtle in it, in line for this show, I've run to the car, I've grabbed my toilet wipes, I'm sneaking them through, because I'm going through where everyone's smoking, I've got these toilet wipes hidden under my shirt, because I don't want to look like that weirdo that's bringing his own, like, bum wipes to the venue. <laughs> so I go... go <laughs> I, 
I go into this toilet and I'm like, oh, this is it's, it's pretty, it doesn't look like it's been cleaned. The first thing I do is look up and I'm like, ah, oh, I can smell smoke because the smoking area is there. So I, I sit down and suddenly I'm like, I can hear every word of everyone's conversation in the smoking area. I'm like, they're all just going to hear me shit. And then, and then I've got to open a door and just walk out into all of them with as much gusto as possible. I was like, I don't think I could. So I literally sat there and like was training myself to squeeze it out bit by bit so it wouldn't make any noise. I wouldn't squeak. And it's horrendous. It stuck with me. So when you did the podcast and you noticed that, it brought back vivid <laughs> memories. PTSD of having a fully blocked. PTSD out. of having a poo at the dragonfly. Lovely. <laughs> I'm glad it. I'm glad it brought that emotion in you, mate. To be honest, I'm glad it. I'm glad it resonated with you <laughs> yeah, on that level. They need to rethink that. They need to rethink placement and not open windows. I'm glad it brought out that. Uh, <laughs> it resonated with you so badly. <laughs> See, <laughs> that's part of the reason. Like I. I mean, I know I said to you guys, I'm not really taking this podcast seriously. I didn't think it would descend into discussing pooing. Like I, we're not even. I've put out three episodes and we're. Like on at least half of the episodes that I've done, it's descended into poo, which. <laughs> well, I like to class these as the emotional trauma things that even these bands. Yeah, won't that's cover. a good point. <laughs> these are the traumas you face that won't end up in songs. <laughs> or may, or if they are, or if they are, they're going to be so hidden in like layers of metaphor that you won't even know. So that I think has put a completely different spin to that. I'm not sure if I'm worth saving line. If you're asking me. <laughs> but that's fine. That's for it's for another time, isn't it? Really, <laughs> I wonder what the next single is going to be about. It's coming out soon this year. Anyway, anyway so let's uh, let's move on from poo. So again, we'll go in the uh, the eldest first, answering the question. Because I'll be honest, I've only ever spoken to one person at a time. So having two of you at a time is uh, that's definitely not a conversation we're going to have. Um. Yeah, I went off on a ramble then. I d- no, cause I've only ever, I've only ever, like a one-to-one conversation. I've never had a three. Yeah, yeah. never mind. So I was gonna try and just leave that silence, so it just hung. <laughs> on that. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh dear. So I've lost my trail of thought, and I can't read. Top five bands. So they don't have to be your favourite five bands because I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me, but. I don't see music as a competition, so it's really hard to say what's the best and what's not because who are we to judge? If you like it, you like it. So I've come to you. You've got to give me five bands that you think, yeah, I'm I'm digging these at the minute. Joe, you're up. Oh, right yeah. now, um, I've got to go for Youngblood. Okay. Um, this isn't really. I'm counting it as a band. Uh, uh, bands or artists, um, whatever you want. Okay. Music, yeah, music. Yeah. Your top um, five musics. Uh, Millie Manders and the Shut Up. I'm spinning loads okay. at the moment. Um, their albums, really fucking good. Um, the Wonder Years are always solid choice. Always Have on you got playlist. a favourite song from the Wonder Years? Uh, mine is uh, "Local Man Ruins okay. Everything." Um, that that will forever be. Um, what else have I been into recently? Um, I've uh, two year break. I've been listening to them quite a lot. They've just finished recording their album, 
and I'm very excited nice. about and it. last one? Last one's Holding okay. Absence, because their new album is insanely nice. good. Glenn, you've had a bit of time to think about yours now, so this has got to be seamless, oh. like pre-planned. Here we go. What's your five? Banging out. All right. Um, well, the Wonder Years will always be okay. my favourite band. So I'll I, mean, I asked Joe, so what's your favourite Wonder Years um, song? Uh, probably Cigarettes and okay. Sex. See, I don't know, I don't know whether... Yeah, it's a banger. Because, I mean, I like that album. I like Cardinals, but Pyramids of Salt, for some reason, is mine. I don't know why. Oh, I, it's a great album. Great song. I have such mixed feelings about this album. Love the songs, just don't like the yeah, production. because I think... Like, I was really late to the Wonder Years party. It was Frank that turned me on to the Wonder Years. So the whole, um, I can't even remember what the album was called, but it had There There On. It was that album. And I was late to that party. Possibly. I was late to that party, so I joined a bit. Joined the Wonder Years. The greatest generation. Yeah, Yeah, and I joined the Wonder Years party after that had come out, so I was playing catch-up. And then I got Sister Cities oh, is the yeah. real like first one that I was like, oh, I've actually got here while they've released something. <laughs> so oh, Pyramids sure. of Salt I mean, for me. It's, it's a great album. I just, uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the uh, okay. production on it. I mean, I was with the One Years back on right. The Upsides. Yeah. First time, first time I saw them was Krang Tour 2007. And it just See, I, I don't know if you've watched it, <laughs> but I'm doing these little band of the week things, and I put you guys on it this week, and I refer oh, to thanks. you as the British Wonder Years. <laughs> I didn't know that you were a fan of the Wonder Years, so it shows oh. new music. That's because when amazing. I put it up, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I don't know if that's a compliment." Like, I see it as a compliment, but I think people might think that I'm being like oh. discrediting your originality. But it's like, no, fuck that. You sound. Glenn will be riding that coattail for. In the oh, lo- yeah. If you do PR, you can put the British Wonder Years, Matt Underdown, Shake Through Fate as like a little <laughs> review, a press clipping. That's going to I'm putting that on a T-shirt. <laughs> okay, so we're st- sorry, I hijacked your list here. So we're st- I'm just giving you yeah. more time to think. Sorry. So we're at the uh, Wonder Years. Second band, Microwave. Do you know Microwave? Uh, I am rubbish with music, so no, I don't. Okay, check them out. They will be one of your new okay. favorite bands. Um, they they're quite like they're a bit more alt rocky, but lyrically and in terms of the ver- variety of their songs, they're sensational. Um, I think at the moment Manchester Orchestra are just doing such okay. good things. Um, so I mean I don't know if you've listened to their stuff at all. I mean, if I was to tell you um, one of my favourite bands is Falling in Reverse, you can probably guess that no <laughs> is the answer to most of the bands that you're saying right now. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not even ashamed of it. I'm a well, Nickelback man. fan. I, I literally have the shittest taste in music ever. So, no, I haven't heard Manchester Orchestra. Yeah, I've not. Well, you need to, because I honestly believe they are one of the best, like, uh, I can't remember the name of the main guy, Matt something. Um, but he's genuinely one of the best songwriters of our nice. generation. And they do everything from a bit of folk stuff. Like a lot of their stuff is really okay. emo-y and they're great. Um, and they wrote two songs to the new Tiger okay. Store album as well. So, oh, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. 
the, the guy that's featuring on the Tiger's Jar album, that's him. That's the singer. I think the problem with me and bands uh, is I get so stuck. I'm stuck in 2004. So any band or like artist that I liked, <laughs> I've stuck with. But all the news, I, I'm missing out on so much good music because I'm so set in my ways. Like I would rather go and listen to something yeah. I know I'm going to enjoy than risk listening to something that yeah. I'll turn off after two songs. But I mean, East, I, I know that's a flaw of mine, but whatever. I, but I will listen to these bands. I'll, <laughs> I'll put them on a playlist and at work tomorrow, I will listen to them. So. You should, man. They, they, I have a great taste in music. You should. <laughs> he actually does. I've got to give that to him. I, uh, like, people follow my playlist. <laughs> I'm you message I'm me big, your playlist and I'll, I'll put that on instead. So when we get off this, oh, you. Okay. Yeah. So what? Sense. that was three? Wait, three or four? Three? Yeah, four. Three. Three. Uh, three. Um, I'll, I'll drop an old one in there. Fallout Boy. I, I don't think Fallout Boy nice. will ever go away. They're an incredible band. Um, even if they do sell out a little bit from time to time. <laughs> um, and, oh, I'll pick one from the scene. I will go with Lion Estates, who are a band from up north, and I really should say where they're from. Well, technically, they're from Lion Estates, which is the place that they're named after. Um, but they're really chill guys. They were, I think, the last band we toured with before everything shut down. Um, and they've got some absolutely banging tracks listen to a song called venom by them it's incredible they also put up with us having like the most horrific luck on tour as well and they were (laughs) the nicest dudes about it do you want to go into that what's bad luck Uh, was was this the 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 car yeah 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 I think I think we tell this story at at the moment on everything we go on, but it never gets old. It's um, we decided to like borrow my brother's car um because it was a bit bigger right. than my car um when we were going on tour with Lion Estates and got us up to York absolutely fine. Got us down to Corby absolutely fine. Drove us from where we were staying in Corby to go to lunch absolutely fine. We got in it after lunch and it was just like chucking along, like wouldn't go above about 15 miles an hour. And I was panicking because it was my brother's car and I was just like, what have I done to this car? And like really on edge. And we sort of managed to get it to where we were going, got it to the venue and everything. Because I was like, right, we get it to the venue. I can call the I can call the RAC then. <laughs> It'll be fine. You know, by the time we by the time we've played, they'll be here. It's fine. So I called the RAC. They were like, yeah, we'll be there by this time. I was then playing the show with like my phone on top of my amp in case they called. <laughs> and like, and again, this is where Lion Estates dudes were so nice about it as well because they were just like. Man, just give us one of your car keys, and if they call, we'll go and deal with it. Right, while right, you're playing, yeah, yeah. which was like super nice of them. But then we, uh, I got we like they didn't turn up anyway. We got back in the car. I went, I took it for a little drive around the block. I was like, it's fine. I don't know what's. It must have just been a blip. It's fine. Let's get in, go home. I hadn't eaten in about sort of twelve hours at this point because I've been so nervous and worked up. And like, so I was pretty hungry. So I was like, I just want to stop and get some food on before we finish the drive home. Stopped and got some food, got back in the car, back to chugging along. I was like, oh God. So we called this, we called the RAC again. They were like, oh, it's going to be about four hours. Four, like, so we were like, all right, let's, let's bed down for the night, guys. Let's so bed we're, down. In, we're in Riverside 
um, shopping district in Northampton at this point, yeah. which I should mention is about 25 minutes away from my parents' house. So I was quite happy to say, well, we'll leave the car here and we can all go stay at my parents'. Um, but they were like, oh, it's four hours. We can we can sleep off four hours. Yeah. And then that four hours passes. Um, then we get another phone call th- thinking it's we all sort of stir awake thinking, oh, it's going to be yeah, yeah. it's going to be them. They're going to be here. No, no, it's going to be another four hours. <laughs> Bear in mind, it's, it's currently like three o'clock in the morning and we played this show. So we're all drenched in sweat. It's Halloween. Yeah. So like. I, for example, am in shorts and a t-shirt, drenched in sweat in this car <laughs> in the middle of October. <laughs> Chris, Chris is fine. Chris has got this thing where, like, whenever he gets in the back of a car, he pulls out a blanket and a pillow from somewhere, <laughs> and is like cozy as anything. Like, uh, the, yeah, like, I mean, I wasn't awake for this, but I mean, I I snore quite badly anyway. Um, so that so poor Glenn and Jamie, who aren't particularly heavy sleepers, sort of got me snoring a little bit. I say a little bit, probably quite a lot. <laughs> and then at about four in the morning, the Pizza Hut burglar alarm starts going off, blaring out across <laughs> the car park. We were parked about twenty yards away from it. <laughs> yeah. So Glenn and Jamie ended up just basically going and sitting in the McDonald's drinking hot chocolate all night. This is how sad it was. We had to sit outside and wait for them to open for breakfast. <laughs> Because they didn't open until six, so we were yeah. sat outside like half five. Like, why is no one coming oh, to open? I can imagine McDonald's? the people that were probably like showing up for the morning shift were like, "Wow, these guys are desperate." Like, they're like, no one, yeah. no one ever queues I... for a McDonald's opening. Like, no. Well, let's put it this way: we saw the first shift changeover. As in, <laughs> and Jamie were in there so long that the people that came and opened up did the first bit of breakfast, left. Yeah. And then the like lunchtime. Did no one asks you like, look, so we what's your story, go- mate? You've been here for like three and a half hours. You've been- no one sits in a McDonald's for three and a half hours, like four hours. Like, are you are you alright? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, because I think they'd seen us drink about six cups of coffee each, and like yeah. we we were getting to the point where me and Jamie had sat there in so much boredom that we planned a feasible way for us to take over McDonald's, and uh, like all these, we'd like started planning what we'd do to rob the place, and, like. <laughs> It was getting sketchy, but we were so tired. Yeah. You know, what I'm... point. Yeah, I, we I can mean, do it. When <laughs> when the when the van finally turned up, we were like, "Okay, cool, right, let's go. We got this. We got this." It's about eleven o'clock in the morning at this point. Yeah, it so took us the... like what about twenty minutes down the M1. Yeah. To the next services, and they were like, "Oh, this is the end of my jurisdiction. Someone will be here to pick you up." which, of course, they weren't. <laughs> so we're then sat in a different services having exactly the same issue. I'm on the phone to RAC reading them the riot act, trying to get them to <laughs> come and get us. They eventually send someone in this van, and he's like, oh, just the two of you, yeah? It's me and Glenn walk up. And then Chris and Jamie appear, and we were like, no, it's them two as well. And they were like, oh, I can't take four of you. They've sent the wrong van. I was like, great. It's now been like 13 hours since we left the show. This sucks. And then in the yeah. end, I I basically like was in the middle of this service station car park having a mental break, screaming <laughs> at RAC. <laughs> and then they eventually went, well, I'll tell you what, we'll send a taxi. So I, I made them send a taxi big enough for all the gear. And we just basically had to abandon the car in this service station. With all the gear in. 
yeah, with what we could like, because it couldn't fit everything in. So we took like the guitars, and that was kind of it. Yeah, Fun. so then... it took sixteen and a half hours to get from breaking down to Joe's house. Yeah, for us, for us to then all get driven home, yeah. and we were supposed to be playing Southampton that night. And we were just like, this is that rare time where we say we can't do it. Like, none of us have slept. We all yeah. feel like absolute dog crap. Like, <laughs> uh, Honestly, I, th- I think I was the only one. I was like, I'm up for it. I'm up for it. Let's do this. Let's do this show. Let's do this show. And ev- all the guys were just like, nah, man, like, <laughs> yeah. we're, we're dead. And I, I couldn't have sung. I, but I so, know. I and, well, the thing is, because I'd brought everyone home, I'd, like, I'd brought everyone to my parents where we'd, where we'd picked up the car, I, went, I like dropped everyone home and I walked in the in the door and my my housemate at the time, bless his heart, he went, I'm going to order you dinner. I'm going to order you a pizza. You've had a night. I'm going to order you pizza. And in the time from when he ordered my pizza to like turning around and going, right, that's ordered, mate. I was asleep. <laughs> and then I woke up, ate my pizza and just nice. went to bed. I was like, I, I, I woke up at like one o'clock in the morning and went, yeah, I could yeah, not have played right. that show. It would have been one of them where you get to the mm. show, like you you've finished sound check and you're like, We shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah the drive home afterwards yeah, right. would have been awful too. Uh, oh well. You you made <laughs> yeah. it. You made it. That's that's how's the car now? Yeah, is the we car just... alright? Or is it Oh we okay. got rid of that car. Uh, For that exact reason, was now. he like, No, nah, I'm not trusting this thing again? No, it got fixed. It got fixed, and then something right. else broke on it, and I was just like, "It wasn't me." Yeah, right. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> cool. So moving on to this one, then. So you've each got. I'm doing a, a shape through flight. I can't fucking hell. I can't. I can't even say <laughs> a name that I came up with. I can't even say it. I'm doing a shaped. I'm just gonna have to talk a bit slower. I think. I'm doing a shaped. Yeah. I'm again? doing a shape through fate <laughs> playlist. So everyone that I have a chat to, they can add one song, okay? So this Ooh. is like a it, – it can be any genre, anything. But if you're going to listen to the, pod, uh, the podcast, you listen to the podcast, if you're going to listen to this playlist, the rules are you can put it on shuffle, but you can't skip anything, okay? So eventually, depending on how many Ooh. guests I have, we will have like a massive eclectic mix of songs. So this is, imagine you've got the world's ears for four or five minutes. You can go, right, this is the one song you have to listen to. So one song each. Joe, what are you adding? Oh, oh that's, a, that's yes. a tough one. I would have, because um, when Glenn asked me earlier, he's like, do, you, do we need to prepare anything? I was thinking, I could give him a heads up about this. But then I thought, no, I won't. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I could I tell you, you, I'm going to ask you five bands, so make sure you've got something ready, you know, get your social links ready, get get the song ready, <laughs> but no. So, Joe, what are you having? What are you, what are you serving um, us up? Uh, do you know what? It's not even going to be a band that was on my top five right. either, but probably one of my favourite songs of all time is Misery by Creeper. Very good song. Yeah, yeah I think song. that's going to be that mine. That's a very good song. Have you heard any of the Salem stuff while we're talking about Creeper? Have you heard Salem? Uh, yeah, it I really like good. the Salem stuff. It's kind of like old school yeah. Creeper. Like, it's kind of like that punk ethos Creeper that, that they've kind of moved away from a yeah. little bit with the latest stuff. 
So yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd, I'd um, dig it. <laughs> is that the stuff they released this week? Yeah, like they yes. put out an EP, maybe the first, first or second lockdown, and they've just released a new one. Like off the, yeah. there's a song called Throat on the first EP that's really good. Uh, it's just, it yeah. just, yeah, it's just, it's kind of like all the yeah. old stuff old school of like, punk. There's sort of high energy, punk, like kind of like punks, punk vibes that were coming through in the original Creeper. Yeah, records. yeah, they're very good. And Will's just kind of taken that kind of feel and like put a different spin on it, which I really like. Yeah, it is good. I'm glad you said Creeper because now we can have some Creeper on the list. Glenn, what are you adding? <laughs> um, I'll go for my favourite song of all time, which isn't really a pop punk song. So I'm going way out there. Um, it's a song called Sometime Around Midnight by the Airborne Toxic Event. What, and what, uh, what? yeah, it's one of those you just want to listen to in a dark room, and it, it tells a story. What was the band's just name? Very... I'm trying to write this down, and that's a that is a a long a long <laughs> title and band name combo there. Sometime around midnight. The, the... that's the song. That's spelled T H E. My three year old taught me that one yesterday. It's fine. <laughs> Excellent. Um, airborne, A I R B O R N. That's enough for me to find it on Spotify, so we'll leave it there. <laughs> to- toxic event. What, what is it about that song then? <laughs> um, it's it's like there's no chorus to this song, so it's a five minute song that's like got some really good instrumentation. The lyrics are really good, um, and it tells a story about this guy who first runs into his ex girlfriend on a night out after okay. they've broken up. Um, and just what it's like to sort of have everything flood back at you at once when you're in a sort of environment where you're not supposed to be feeling really depressed. You're supposed to be out with your mates and things like that. Um, and I first heard this song when I was about 14, and I genuinely think it influenced so much of my songwriting. That's cool. So it's just a great song. And if you listen to it in the dark with headphones on, it's are just, we are it's we crying in the dark? If we got and... headphones on. It's 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 a bit okay. of everything. It's uh, it's uplifting. It's it's like one of those uh, you know like those teen feel good yeah. movies where they give you. The it's a roller coaster. Like... You're going on a musical roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It's okay. got that sort of emotive like oh, there's something that just touches me there. A... No. Yeah, no, yeah. I'm not yeah. going in the dark with my headphones <laughs> on and. Now someone's touching me. No thanks. <laughs> it's like a, that's like an escape room. I definitely don't want to be a part of. <laughs> anyway, yeah. So that will go on a playlist. We'll um, we'll 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 pull you out of that little hole that you were digging there, Glenn. Um, <laughs> so, okay. La- last question. And I mean, this is one that apparently I've borrowed the idea from somewhere and put a really like sick twist on it. I say a sick twist, it's not a bad. So, for whatever reason, both of you are finding yourselves up for the uh, capital punishment. I don't know what you've done, I don't know why you did it, but whatever. England's brought it back and you two are up for the chop. The night before you're getting it, you are given your last meal, right? You're allowed starter, main, dessert and a drink. Drink, you can have one alcoholic, one non-alcoholic. So you get two drinks. What are you having? Ooh, I was waiting for the one. sick twist. Oh, d- see, no, because ap- so apparently there's a podcast that does it where <laughs> you pick your dream meal, and I'm giving people, oh, you're yeah, fucking dying yeah. tomorrow. Yeah, you're dying tomorrow. Yeah. you're off, being off. murdered tomorrow. It's called yeah, off the menu. Uh, it might be, yeah, but yeah. I've never listened to that, so I can't really say that I've, I've, I've uh. in- inadvertently borrowed it from somewhere, but. 
I then said, well, <laughs> you're having your last meal, so this is what you're going out with in your stomach. So, oh my Glenn, God. again, you've got time to... In fact, no, Glenn, do you want to go first? So Joe's got time for this no, one. No, no, don't do that. This is, this is more important than anything you've asked me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> go on then, Joe. What are you having? Okay, so I think this one, weirdly, is like not even that difficult for me. So the starter, I'm having like garlic bread and okay. mushrooms. Oh, my my uh, my main is kind of bland, I I guess, but is the thing that I default to if I don't know what I'm going to eat, and it is probably my favourite food, which is uh, Domino's margarita okay. pizza. Do I get you, the dip you, with it? So the only like limitation I've put on this is you have to be able to eat in a sitting. So if you ordered fifteen Domino's, you probably like <laughs> like the, it's it's not an unlimited oh, budget yeah. here, like. You've got to be able to eat it because whatever yeah. you don't eat, I'm going to charge you. So, yeah, you can okay, have the dip. Fair. I'll allow you a dip. You can have oh, two yeah. dips. Have so, two dips. Yeah. It's, it's your last night. Go yeah. out with a bang, mate. Have a oh, happy, wow, have wow. a good time. Just yeah, yeah. just going out, just going yeah. out. And You're here for a good time, place. not a long time, You're mate. Need so it for that margarita pizza. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I can, I okay. can demolish that. Um, and then. I reckon dessert is a hard one because I'm not a massive dessert person. But I think it's going to have to be like chocolate fudge cake. Like or chocolate fudge right. brownie, like some kind of chocolate fudgy okay. cake um, with a side of vanilla ice cream. And then again, my I mean, my my my. Non-alcoholic drink of choice is going to be a Diet Coke because I inhale okay. the stuff. And my alcoholic drink it has changed recently, actually. Now it would probably be a Beavertown neck oil beer. Okay. I've no idea what that is, but <laughs> it's not my meal. It's a craft beer. It's, <laughs> it's a good one. Uh, I'm, good I'm on the, like, the Dorset Somerset border, so it's just cider for me. That's uh, all we have, right, just yeah, cider. Is <laughs> it? Yeah, fair enough. Come on then, Glenn. Oh no, my 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 missus oh, okay. lives in London, so I go to a lot yeah. of like craft breweries yeah. and stuff. Ten pound like for a pint, her. that sort of thing. Yeah. Cheers, yeah, London. Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, classic. <laughs> <laughs> my missus lives in London. I go out. Yeah. Domino's is my last meal. <laughs> Listen here, you little. Hey, this isn't a place where we judge people. Okay, it's not your last meal. You're about to tell us what that is. So here we go. That means whatever you say now has to be bulletproof because Joe's got a free hit on you now. Well, I've had some time okay. to think about mine. Here we go. So what are you having right. then? Right. So, okay. For my starter, I'm having um, a harvester salad bowl. And yeah. you go to the harvester, you get that little selection, and you inevitably just put loads of pasta yeah, on and lettuce. top it with an unlimited amount <laughs> of bacon <laughs> bits. Sauce. Yep. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they have a sauce called Red okay. Devil Sauce, which I swear down is the best sauce in existence. I've tried to make it. I can't do it. I don't know what's in it. I've even asked a chef to look at it for me, <laughs> and he can't figure it out. You can't buy okay. this sauce. I can't find any suppliers that supply this sauce. <laughs> somewhere there is Red Devil sauce that goes to the right. harvester. If anyone does um, know, if, if, if anyone listening to this happens to know, then email me, and I will pass on the recipe to Glenn for a price. Yeah, that would that <laughs> I'll would hold it ransom. And... Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. Either that, or okay. I'll just give you. I'll give you like if there's ten ingredients, I'll give you eight of them. 
that's yeah. cruel. Uh, have we not covered my yeah. emotional? Yeah, but think of the songs you get out of that. <laughs> or, or I'd be like, right. I would. There's eight ingredients. The dragonfly toilet's open, <laughs> and the the smoking area is full. <laughs> the other the other two are on the other side. See you in a minute. Saw seven coming to a <laughs> <Yeah>. cinema. <near> <laughs> <you>. <laughs> cool, main then. Um, right, main. Yeah, um, oh, I'm going uh, fry up for dinner. Okay. Yeah, like a proper British nice. fry up for dinner without black pudding though, because I ain't got time for that in my life. Um, bosh one of them out, and then black forest gato, okay. I think, nice. for dessert. Love a black forest gato, and then what have I got left? Soft drink um, and an alcoholic drink. drink. Joe, do you want to tell him what my soft drink will be? Oh, it'll be Iron Brew. Nice. Yeah. I bet you and Neil iron got brew. on well because Neil way. loves an Iron Brew at the ranch. Did he drink a lot? I feel like that should have come not? up. It did come yeah. up. Yeah, Neil's come never. Up. You, you yeah. got to remember, we Neil's were there, never at like, the desk year, without an right? Iron Brew. Yeah. He's always got an Iron Brew. No. Yeah. He loves an Iron Brew. I think he was on the sugar free oh, stuff he? when we were there. Then he's you know, heretic. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's yeah, that's probably on. why Iron Brew wasn't <laughs> mentioned. Oh yeah, it did. It did. I remember now because he had an empty can and was um. Oh, they call that stuff, and I just well told him he's a wrong one. <laughs> and then you're um, alcoholic. What are you having? Oh, I'm gonna go out with style and have an espresso martini. Ooh. Nice. I'm going yeah. out. Go big. Nice. I mean, the I did. Oh, it's made me I hungry. Did, uh, a ch- I had a chat with Bear from the Anvil, the manager of the Anvil, and he added on how he wanted to be <laughs> be disposed of, which wasn't a question I was going to ask. But if anyone's got any preference, then now's the time to say it. If not, then um, go and check out Penelope. Do, do you uh, want to? Do you want to add it? He. How I want to be he, disposed of. So basically, he said he wants to be drowned. Oh because, not... oh, yeah. like how you want to be Essentially, killed. I was just trying to glam it up. You know, you know how I... How you want yeah. to be unalived. You know, you've, you've worked out from the past, like, however long we've been chatting, that I have a very good way with words. <laughs> so, I'm an absolute, I'm an absolute wordsmith. Oh, yeah, just, just chuck me in a skip, I'm fine. Just dispose of me that way. <laughs> That's, I thought you are like, yeah. do you want to be recycled? <laughs> Uh, yeet me into a ditch yeah. and have done with it. Yeah, so he wanted to be drowned because apparently you get uh, like a really euphoric high just before you drown. So he was like, I want to witness that. I mean, he, he had sound logic to it, but it's the getting yeah, to the not, point uh, where you're going to drown that would worry me. <laughs> like, if yeah. it was for me personally, I would just want a bullet to the head. Done. Quick. I, like,. Yeah, I don't want to see yeah. it coming either. I want to be like yeah. walking through. I want to be like walking yeah. around a corner. Here's where I want to like, be in the dark room with my headphones on. Then just get it out of the way. <laughs> like <laughs> anyway, yeah, that got macabre. I don't. I don't know. We, we don't need to discuss that. We'll just. It's all <laughs> hypothetical. It's anyway, boys. Boys, like I'm your fucking dad. I'm, I think I'm older than both of you, so I think I get away with that. <laughs> Is anyone here older than thirty-two? Cool. I can. Yeah, I think no. I'm legally allowed to call you boys then, because I'm older. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm. So. I'm. I'm a legit dad. So yeah. it's just in my nature. Yeah. <laughs> legit dad. They Thanks, give you a mate. certificate. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> they do, don't you? 
Well, that's called a birth certificate. Yeah. You're on it. I'm on you two know. of them. I'm on two of them. <laughs> I, I contributed to the lockdown baby boom and had another one. So, uh, wow. yeah. You know what I mean? Locked inside, yeah. not what to do. So that's how I spent my lockdown, but that's not important. Go and check out Penelope Tree <laughs> on all the socials. Got anything to add? Uh, no thanks worries. for having us. I, I, yeah, did, I did tell you it would be an hour, and I've just realised we've been going for nearly two. So, hey, it's a record yeah, for Penelope Tree. We know I have I've thoroughly enjoyed, gentlemen. It's been great fun. So, I'm actually going to go and have some dinner. Glenn, final update on the Chelsea score. What are we looking at? Oh, I will be with it's you the in 80. 10 seconds. It is 2 0. Okay, to shame you couldn't have done that last week in the FA Cup. So, <laughs> yeah, let's li- so yeah, we will finish yeah, up and we will yeah. leave the FA Cup in Leicester and. Yeah, cheers very much. Cheers very much. Fucking words. What is wrong with me? I'm stuck teaching. I'm teaching two children how to talk. Yeah, I'm going to go and eat some dinner and I will look forward to the new single that's coming out this year. And uh, I will hopefully see you when shows happen again and we can do a couple together. I can't wait. It'll be lovely to see yeah, your Thanks face. very much, gents. Take In it person. easy, and I will speak to you later. Catch thanks you later. Much.